Welcome to Culture Eats Strategy. Eats Strategy. With your host, entrepreneur Jamie J. Jamie J. On this podcast, we unpack the most powerful, intangible culture. Culture. Culture is way more than a mission statement or words on a wall. It's how a company behaves. It's what informs every decision, action, and reaction. Culture is the invisible hand, the true north that guides every organization. And if you create a legendary culture, you will build a legendary company. A legendary company. Now, here he is, Jamie J. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Eat Strategy with Jamie J. That's me, yours truly. So honored to be welcoming Diane Gardner on the show today. Um, a couple quick things before I introduce her to you is if you are getting stuck, if you're busy, you're overwhelmed, you find yourself working later at nights, over the weekends, missing family uh, vacations or family commitments, or you just are getting too stressed out with the management, uh, repetitive management tasks that you have to do on a day-to-day basis, you might be ready for a virtual assistant, and we would love to talk with you about that. You can go to bottleneck.online forward slash inquiry to get started to learn more about how a virtual assistant might be able to help you out. This is a human asset, an actual human being that can support you and your business, uh, your vision, your mission remotely. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it in full transparency. Bottleneck is my company, but I would be remiss if I didn't share that with you. Anyways, let me go back to the main reason why we're here uh, in talking with Diane Gardner today. And Diane is a certified tax coach and best-selling author whose proactive planning approach helps clients dodge the tax bullet. Her tax coaching ses- sessions have resulted in a combined savings at this of over three million, and I love this exact number, one hundred fifty-one thousand six dollars today. Hard-earned profits, successful entrepreneurs, and real estate investors would have given to the government by overpaying taxes. Diane is a co-author of her best-selling books, Stand Apart and Why Didn't My CPA Tell Me That? She has authored six other books, including Stop Overpaying Your Taxes, 11 Ways Entrepreneurs Overpay and How to Stop It Now. Uh, Believe me, this is going to be a really good episode. You may be saying, well, what the heck does that have to do with culture, Jamie? Well, let me tell you what has to do with culture. Diane does some incredible things with her team. And while I want to learn about some of her tax strategies and, and ways that we might be able to help you uh, in, in, in going about saving on your taxes, what I'm really interested in is what she does um, with her team to improve and keep their culture uh, and, and keep their team uh, motivated. So without any further ado, Diane? Welcome to Culture Eat Strategy. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me on your program today. This is exciting. I, I tell you what, as soon as, as soon as I heard that you were a Profit First coach and you worked with Mike Michalowicz, I was, I was super excited to hear uh, uh, more about you because as soon as you said that, and, and you, Mike was a guest on my show a little bit earlier, his culture is pretty amazing. I've never seen like somebody so jovial and happy all the time and that you are part of that. I'm, I'm just super excited to talk and learn with you more. Oh yeah. It's going to be a fun interview. And um, I wish I was as jovial and outgoing as Mike is, but unfortunately 
that my culture is a little different in my office than his is. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's, that's what's, you know, what you just nailed on something. Culture is not all of it. Like if you're going to have a much different culture that you would have, say on a, on a wall street, right. Then you would have in say Google or that you would have say in a tax uh, business or in a, um, you know, a, a children's, you know, business where, you know, the preschool, there's going to be different cultures, right? You bet. Yes. So tell me a little bit about, um, the, the culture in your business. You were showing me a couple examples, but tell me a little bit about how you run the business there and how you're able to get such valuable input and feedback and participation from your staff. You bet. I'm going to back up and give you a little bit of the backstory. Um, back during those recessionary years, we all remember those. Some of us were hanging on by our fingernails and others were making a wonderful business during that time period. I was one of those that was hanging on by fingernails because my clients were going out of business. And it was a scary time as you watch many clients folding up, coming to me almost in shame and embarrassment. We're going to have to close the doors. And I'm watching my monthly revenue get smaller and smaller and smaller. And I had just bought a commercial building at the top of the market oh. and had five employees. What was I going to do? And so we learned at that point in time that if I didn't do something different, I would be joining the rest of my clients on their way out of business. And I wasn't going to do that. So decided I needed to find a niche. I could no longer just be a general type accountant. I needed a niche. I needed something to make me stand apart or stand out from all the other accountants. And my business coach challenged me to start thinking outside the box, mm. start looking at counting in a different mindset and start being willing to work outside of our geographical area. So he challenged me to start working nationwide. Now, we live in a little small town up in northern Idaho, up by the Canadian border. And when he challenged me to go nationwide, it's like, uh, that was terrifying. <laughs> then he made me, challenged me to write a book. Oh, super terrifying. I'm, I, my, the real me is fairly quiet and, you know, just kind of easygoing and stuff. But he challenged me to write a book and not only write a book, but now you have to promote it. And now that you have a book, now you have to start becoming interviewed and you have to talk to people. And so he threw me so far outside my comfort zone. In the process, I had to recreate my whole staff. Mm. My original staff dug in their heels and they were not going to make these changes with me. They thought I was crazy. I, you know, lost all my marbles, whatever. So we ended up over a period of a couple of years replacing all my staff. Wow. Yeah, that was brutal on top of everything else. But in the process, I decided I needed a better culture in my office. And so we went from being more that traditional accounting office where you showed up, you punched the clock, you got the work done, and you left, to now we have an office that our culture is completely based on thankfulness and gratitude. And that has made all the difference in the world from my team with their buy-in, their productivity's way up, they're excited to come to work, they love coming to work, and it's just completely turned this business around. So give me an example of something like, a, a, an, a, a, like an, an actual event or something that you do there to where, you know, people love coming into work. Well, one of the things that we do is periodically throughout the year, we have this little form that has a handprint in the middle and it has 
five little bubbles. And for those who are seeing this on video, it says five reasons I deserve a high five right now. And so as we're in a team meeting of some sort, we'll pull these out from time to time and we'll let the team come up with reasons why somebody should have a high five. Mm. And I've seen them sit at the table with tears running down their face because they didn't even know somebody had recognized that they had done that. Wow. And it's just amazing. It pulls this team together. It gives them this culture. They really care about each other because from time to time, they're going to have this. We also have these little, and I don't have a sample with me. We have these little tokens called extra mile tokens. Mm. And Anybody can pass out an extra mile token, but they have to do it at staff meeting and in front of the team. So if you catch me doing something over and above, extra helpful, whatever throughout the week, on Monday at noon at staff meeting time, you can bring a token, you can present it to somebody, and that token gives them an hour paid time off. Oh my gosh. So they can extra use it if they need token. to I love that. early or something, and they love their extra mile tokens. Wow. How, how did you do that? Did you just come up with that? No, I heard it on a, on a I think it was on a podcast. I stole it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, can I, can I borrow that? <laughs> you can borrow that. All your listeners can borrow that too. I've, I share that one as often as I can. It's amazing when an employee or a team member gets an extra mile token given to them in a staff meeting. It's like, you saw that I did that? Because me as the owner, a lot of times I'm back here, I'm, I'm meetings with clients, I don't see what's going on in the office, but they do. And yeah. the fact that they have the freedom, they can give as many of them away, I don't, I don't care. You know, the more you give away, the happier I am. Wow. And I'm glad wow. to pay the hour time off for every token. Wow, that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Wow, I like that. What, what other examples do you have? Well, another example I have is, um, I'll just stick this up on video. This is a thank you gram. And okay. really what it is, it's a half a sheet of paper that we printed off on some cardstock. Pop my name and my face up on it. It says, thank you, Graham, at the bottom. It says, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it by William Arthur Ward. And so I send thank you grams out periodically, whether it's to a client, to a vendor, to somebody I met at a conference I went to, any of those kinds of things, thank you grams go out of here on a fairly regular basis. And, and I want to um, point this out too. These are handwritten notices. I'm, oh, you bet. Handwritten. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Handwritten. Hand-addressed, yeah. handwritten. It's so amazing. It, what does it take you? 30 seconds to write out a message? Maybe a maybe, minute. Maybe a minute. Okay. Yeah. Even if it was five minutes, right? It's just that that thought. Uh, this okay. So this morning, I interviewed someone um, uh, a, a couple months back. Um, Mari, she was wonderful. What a sweetheart! Um, and still to this day, from time to time, just this morning, I received an email. Hey, I thought of him. A big hockey fan, and uh, my uh, our team, St. Louis Blues, won the Stanley Cup last night. And she said, I just, I, I was thinking of you when the, when the Stanley, when, you know, when the St. Louis Blues won, you know, and that was it. And just a small little thought, something like that really, really made my morning. It does, and right. I could only imagine you're sending that out to thank somebody, whether it's a vendor or a client, it's, it, they're like, wow, it, it, it doesn't happen anymore. And because it's, it's not like a typical thank you note, it's a 
Thank you, Graham. And in my case, um, on my Tax Coach for You website, we have a lot of purple on that website. So it's a bright purple envelope. Oh, yeah. With some purple color on the thank you, Graham. And so they get this bright purple envelope in the mail. It's like, what the heck is that? And yeah, it's, it totally stands it's out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Stand, it totally stands apart, I should say. It does stand apart. And we are all about how do we do it and then how do we teach our clients to do it so they can mimic what we do. Awesome. So I, so maybe I can shift a little bit. It, it seems like you're, you, the culture you've developed with your staff is, is really strong. Um, gosh, I almost want to ask two totally different questions here. I'm excited to hear the answers. I want to ask and keep this in mind. So if I forget later, I'll, I'll ask this, but um, how does that culture flow over to your clients? Mm -hmm. um, and then, but the one thing I wanted to ask too is if you're working with your staff, that time when you had to switch from the old staff to the new staff, how did how did you deal with that? That was a really tough period in my business because I was, I, I refer to it now as I was trying to turn the Titanic mm. in that you, you, I wasn't in a little speedboat where you just made the quick turn and moved. I was mm. on this big ship that had to get turned and staff was very, very resistant. So one at a time, I was letting people go and it was not a good culture in here. So give me an example of somebody that wasn't buying into the culture that you wanted to have with regards to, uh, what were your words? In uh, regards to gratitude. gratitude and thankfulness, right? Mm -hmm. One of my bookkeepers thought it was a complete and total waste of time to have to um, do these little dumb little things in her mind that we were trying to develop because if you can teach this culture to your staff, of course it's going to come over to your clients and they're going to feel the same way. 100%. And so she really dug in her heels and she was not going to send a thank you card is what we were doing back then. That was before our, our days of the thank you gram. Mm -hmm. She was not going to, cause I was encouraging them to, to put out a couple cards a week. Do you have direct contact with certain group of clients? What if you did one or two cards a week? You know, things like that. We have a morning email that we send out. We've been doing it for years that says, here's what we accomplished yesterday. Or here, you know, the various clients we worked on and what we did. And then here's what we plan to do today. And now we've added to the bottom of it three things that we're thankful for every day. It's a, and this is at the beginning of the day. Well, she dug in her heels and she wasn't going to say what she had been, what she worked on or what she was planning to work on. Because I don't think she liked the accountability that went with that. Mm. And so eventually we had to let her go. It was really painful. She had been with me for a long time and I had yeah. to let her go. Then I had a tax preparer who could not buy into my idea of this whole new forward thinking in the tax planning world and not just recording and doing the compliance side. She could not get her head wrapped around how that could be a value to anybody. Yeah. And so she eventually left. And yeah. just one at a time, they, you know, my receptionist thought I totally lost my marbles and she left. And I've gone yeah. through a couple before I finally found one now who really believes in what we're doing. And she's amazing. 
and, and, and they get you, they get, they get, you know, the kindness, the gratitude, the thankfulness, mm-hmm. they, they get that. And how, how is it for you? You talked about your staff loving to come in, but how is it for you now coming into work? For me, I'm excited to come in the office. Um, I come in extra early way before they get here just because I need that quiet time. But yeah. before I would dread coming to work, it's like, oh, Lord, please, I have to go to the office again today. Now I'm excited. I can't wait to get here. And I know they feel that same way because they express it on a regular basis, how amazing it is to work in this kind of a team because they've all had experience in other companies where they yeah. didn't feel like they were recognized. They didn't feel like anybody listened to them. They didn't feel like anybody noticed what they did. Here, our culture is completely different. Well, thank you. I, I think that's amazing that you've, you had the fortitude, um, the guts to, to make a shift like that. Cause I know turning the Titanic would not be easy. Um, no, no. So, I mean, yeah, hats off to you for doing that. And thank you for making or giving an opportunity to improve their lives for the better. Oh yeah. Now they're so spoiled. If they had to go to work someplace else, they'd be really <laughs> disappointed. What do you mean you don't do it that way? <laughs> okay. So going back to my, the other question, I, I wanted to ask those two. I really, I'm, thank you so much for being detailed and uh, mm-hmm. expressing that. But the other question was for your clients. Now, how does your culture and your, the culture within your staff, within your own company, carry over to your clients? And does, is, do you only accept certain clients now based on whether or not, I'm assuming, we I do. shouldn't even yes, ask. We have a very high bar for accepting clients now, which is really cool that we've got to that point. But our clients get these thank you grams that we send out. Our clients have been the recipient of an annual client appreciation event where we, we've been doing it as an outside venue and we hire some music to come in and a catered meal and we get to give out client awards. We do this every year. We have our tax client of the year, our bookkeeping client of the year, our payroll client of the year, um, most prompt. We, have, we make up all kinds of categories. So we've probably got 10 or 12 categories this year. We've had so, a couple. so you said you're doing national. Do people fly in for this? No, no. The local ones of attend. This year we're going to try to do something more virtually so the national clients can participate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We've had a couple clients this year that have gone through some really, really tough situations. Um, one medical, another one in their business. And so we created some special awards just to love on them a little bit. Aww. And they have no idea that they're getting these awards. Um, in our newsletter, we've published to our, um, our, our um, people that were nominated for the various awards. So that goes out in our July newsletter. And then in August, we'll unveil who the winners are. And the, you know, those who are here local will hand deliver their awards to them. Those who are not local will FedEx them to them with a nice little note and usually a Zoom meeting when they get it. And so, yeah. Oh, but my clients cool. are spoiled too. Yeah, it sounds like it. So, um, so what are some of the qualities that you look for in a, in a client? You said you have a really high bar. We do. We look for clients who want to make changes in their business and they're willing to make those changes because there is a difference. There's a lot of people who want to make change, but they're not willing to do the work that goes into it. Because when you start heading down the, the world into profit planning and tax planning, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable before it gets comfortable. 
just like anything else, because we're going to start digging into your financial numbers and we're going to start having you allocate money into various bank accounts that you say it's not possible to do that. I don't have the cash, but we're going to show you how you do. Tax planning, we're going to say, I, I need you to change and maybe do something a little differently than the way you've been doing it so we can take advantage of a particular tax strategy. And mm -hmm. that can be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So people who are willing to put forth the work so that we can reap the benefits on the other side. We love clients who are fun and, and easy and great to work with. They, you know, they get the value that we have and they appreciate what we're doing. We, have, we like clients, of course, who pay timely because we don't do receivables in my office. Everything's done up front. We work off of that type of a system. We want clients who want to grow their business and who are excited about taking that next step. Most of the time, they're already working with a business coach of some sort. So mm -hmm. they're in that mindset of we're going to take these steps to grow this business. And those are the main clients. And then we also have instituted recently that they need to have at least $250,000 in, in gross revenue so that they can afford to work with somebody like ourselves. Perfect. And have just kind of implemented these little things that now makes us a much better fit for different people who reach out to us and say, hey, can we work with you? We would love to do some profit planning or tax planning. We want to make this difference. We want to increase our bottom line while saving taxes at the same time. That's amazing. That's amazing. So um, what is it, some of the tips and things that you can explore? So if, if someone wanted to uh, reach out to you and they're, they're one of those people that fits in your category and high above that bar, um, what are, what are, what's maybe a, a tip or a strategy you might be able to uh, leave them with? Well, Jamie, a lot of times we find that people have outgrown their current entity type. They may have started out in business as a particular entity. Maybe they started as a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, or maybe they went into business with a friend and started as a partnership. But now they're a more established business or they're in a big growth mode and their entity is not serving them well. And so we'll look at those types of things and do an analysis for the entity if they're already in a higher end entity like um, a corporation of some sort. We're going to take a look at their salary and do a reasonable compensation analysis to find out, are they paying themselves the amount of salary that the IRS says, and I'm using air quotes, reasonable. Yeah. So we're not overpaying salary because when we're overpaying salary, we're overpaying payroll taxes. But then we have to balance that with retirement planning. So there's a lot of work that goes into these plans and coming up with what is the best strategies for that particular client at the point of where they are in business. Love it. Love it. Yeah, we just recently went from a LLC to uh, with an election to an S Corp mm -hmm. just recently. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so things are a lot different here, but it's, it's, they are. There's a lot of education because I'm deathly afraid of numbers. I have to tell you, I do, yeah. do not like that stuff. And I, brain hurts just even thinking about it, but it's so important. And you, you, what you said earlier, you got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest problem. Right. I, I didn't want to approach any of that because it would have, it was, boy, reality. The, the vanity is the, the mm -hmm. revenue. Right. Reality is profit. Profit. Yeah. 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 I have this little um, saying on my wall over here that says life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Oh, I love that. 
And so as long as you're willing to step off, step off that edge constantly, things just really start getting much better. Your business starts growing. You have, you get a better group of clientele. And you start raises. Having yeah. Yeah. But as long as you stay in the comfort zone, you don't ever grow. You don't ever learn. You just, you just do the same old thing and you just, you know, dig yourself a rut basically. Well, and then, and you, you jumped right off the edge. You started writing books and going and, you know, talking on podcasts and going to events. I mean, you, you didn't just barely tiptoe into the water. I mean, you went and dove in. I did, but I did it in stages. Good I didn't do it all at once. Yeah. Cause I was terrified to take that first step. And then it's like, okay, I can do this first step. And then I, you know, and I kind of think of it like a swimming pool, how they get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. You're yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I'm ready to go to the next level and then the next. Oh, um, if good. anyone would have told me 10 years ago, I'd be on all these podcast interviews and talking at seminars and stuff, I would have told them you guys are totally crazy. <laughs> well, I think that's awesome. I think it's fantastic. How do people learn more about you? The best way is to go out to www.taxcoachforyou.com and that's taxcoach, the number four, you.com forward slash culture eat strategy, oh. where we have a nice little freebie giveaway called our um, tax planning guide. And in our tax planning guide, we go through the old tax law and the new tax law and lay them side by side. So that you can see why things were different on your tax return this last year and why they'll be different next year. Because a lot of people are still struggling with, we've always done it this way. What do you mean my numbers are different now? And not understanding how the two, how the two tax laws were similar in some aspects, but completely different in others. Oh, wow. And oh, so wow. this has been a great resource for kind of answering some of those questions and helping people just say, oh, that's why my numbers changed from here to there. Because a lot of accountants, I don't think, have done a good job of explaining those differences to their clients. I know another example of how our culture comes out into our clients, we spent time during the summer doing seminars and webinars with our own clientele, teaching them how this new tax law was going to affect them. So that when tax time came, they weren't totally shocked because we had already talked about it. And we already knew what to expect, basically. That's fantastic. Trying to be proactive for them. Oh, my gosh. So it's taxcoachforyou.com. And that's the number four forward slash culture eat strategy. Then go, go there and get the tax planning guide. Yeah. Tax planning guide. And then from there, they can you know meander through the website. There's some free books they can order. We just ask that they help us pay shipping and handling on them. And learn some more about tax planning. If they're interested in profit planning, we're happy to have that conversation because we usually dovetail the two of them together so we can create a better holistic approach for our clients. And it shows here that Stand Apart, it shows Dan Kennedy on the cover with you. You bet. That was my very first book. Wow. I had no idea how to write a book. So I was approached to become a author in a multi-author book. And I went, okay, I can do one chapter. So I stepped off the edge. It was a little tiny edge back then, but it felt huge and got into that first book. And then from there, after I, I did a couple co-authored books and then started writing books. That's amazing. Oh, that's, so a, I had to do it in that's a great tip there too. It's a good way to get into writing. You bet. Yes. Yeah. And now I have a group of accountants that I coach and I'm helping them write their first books. Oh my gosh. Look at you. <laughs> That's fantastic. Congratulations. Well, 
Um, I want to be respectful of your time today. So is there anything else you would like to say before we go ahead and wrap up this episode? I would say make sure you know what your culture is and then live it every day. And in our case, our culture of thankfulness and gratitude is lived out every single day in my office. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I think, I think it's, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm stoked to hear how you're running your business, how it's thriving. Um, and I love the gratitude and the thankfulness. I, I'm, I'm a big believer of uh, kindness, um, leading with kindness, leading with uh, thankfulness, uh, gratification. I just, my hat's off to you. I, w- I would take it off. My hair's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much, Diane. I really appreciate it. One more time, what's the website that people can go visit? www.taxcoachforyou.com forward slash culture eat strategy. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. We'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Hold on the line one second. And uh, you've been listening to my conversation with Diane Gardner about what she's done, um, the obstacles she's overcome. Uh, for me, uber impressive. If you're in the same position right now and there's toxic people in the environment in which you work, um, as, as Diane said, take steps, but take steps moving forward to eliminate those toxicities. Uh, I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that buy into what it is that you feel is a culture that you want to grow with. And not, it's not always um, going to be the same type of culture um, in, in, in the different offices, but you need to be able to get people that, to surround yourself uh, with people that believe in your specific mission and vision, uh, your core values, all of which are determined through behavior um, and the behavior in a team environment, an office environment, a company um, is indeed your culture. So. I really appreciate uh, learning what Diane was doing, uh, the high fives, all of that kind of stuff. The extra mile token, I absolutely love that. Um, if you have any questions on this, you want to reach out to Diane, I have everything in the show notes there. You can go check it out there um, or reach out to her directly. And you can reach out to her directly on her website. And, and it's all purple, you'll see, is the taxcoachforyou.com. And that's the number four in there. So taxcoachforyou.com forward slash culture eats strategy. Thank you so much for your time checking this out. And Diane, thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me on your program and for allowing me to share some of the magic that I've done in my own office. It's fantastic. Such a pleasure. All right. Until next time, uh, have a great one. And remember, lead with kindness. We'll talk to you soon. 